Darren, we'd better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. We are the things that were and shall be again. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Fuck the front time, bitch! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's guest is the legendary professional skateboarder and musician, Steve Caballero of the punk band Urethane. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to remind you guys to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $2 a month by signing up for the Trashmouth Horror Club over on Patreon. The link for that is in the description. Thank you guys so much for listening, and let's get into this week's interview. Before we dive right into the horror movie stuff, I do like to ask a few questions, you know, about stuff that you got going on. You know, of course, everybody knows that you're, you know, a legendary pro skater, but uh, you're also a killer guitar player. You and the guys in Urethane just released a full-length record last year, Chasing Horizons. Do you mind telling me what it's like, you know, finally being able to play that stuff, you know, live this year, you know, now that the pandemic's kind of subdued a little bit? And then also, uh, you know, just let me know if you guys got anything else in the works for the year that you want to uh, promote a little bit. Well, you know, we kind of started this band in the pandemic when nothing was really going on as far as live shows. So it's actually kind of perfect timing uh, to put this whole project together. And the project just kind of fell on my lap because I was in another band for about a year. And when we were looking for singers, uh, I reached out and Tim, our singer for Urethane, sent a demo tape and I shared it with the band that I was jamming with for a year and they were not interested so it kind of told me that we weren't on the same page so when i decided to leave that project and and start a new thing with tim we we formed a band and um we came up with the name urethane uh which which relates to skateboarding i was very surprised that that name had not been used yet because starting a band and and trying to find a uh, an original name is very difficult these days (laughs) yes Especially like a single word name, you feel like a lot of people like that's become a big thing. Like over the past few years, you feel like there at least be one like Cali local band or something, you know, using your thing. But no, for sure. Oh, yeah. So. um, So, yeah. So we got together and uh, we were three piece. I I was playing bass at the time. And then within four months, I had this idea of um, playing guitar. I really felt like the band could. be a lot better if there was two guitars and I could pick up where his leads were and I, and I could do my own melody leads. And I just love the way guitar sounds. So we ended up uh, finding a bass player. And with that, the bass player, Chad brought in uh, a record deal with Cybertrax. So that turned into learning more songs and getting ready to record before we even played live, you know? So within, you know, uh, within a year, we were in, in the studio recording an album and then yeah. that was chasing horizons. And uh, so since that, then, and now things have opened up, we've just played show after show after show and every connection that we've had that we've made along the way, being in other bands like uh, Chad, the bass player was a singer for Skipjack. You, yeah. know, you know, my history with the faction and odd men out and, uh, Shovelhead and Soda were previous bands that I had been in 
Um, our drummer was uh, the drummer for the Bomb Pops, Dylan Wade. And Tim was a guitar player for a band called War Fever. So we've all had been in other bands and we've all had the taste of touring and, and, and you know, writing songs and going to the studio and playing shows. So we already had that um, experience. Hell yeah. And so bringing, bringing all these people together and working so hard to make this album, it got the interest of a lot of people. I have a lot of contacts in the skateboard industry. So we've been able to do a lot of events in a short amount of time because of all the connections that we make, you know? Yeah. So that, that, that has helped, you know, we haven't relied on people to do stuff for us. We've been kind of going out and um, marketing ourselves out there the best we can. And, and of course with social media now, it's a lot easier to get your name out there real quick. Yeah, no, definitely. Now I really enjoy the record myself, especially uh, the opening track Wyoming and then uh, songs uh, deadline and uh, um, high sign, I believe it's called is uh, those are yeah. two of my favorites as well, but uh oh. Right. Oh yeah. No, I really enjoy it. And then uh I kind of exactly know I know exactly what you mean. I used to play in a hardcore band years ago and uh it was one of those things that we cycled through members all the time and I was like the consistent guitar player and we'd always have a second one come in and out. We had shows where we were a four piece, you know, just with a bass player, you know, because a vocalist didn't play anything. So it was like yeah. uh me and a bass player, and sometimes we play five piece with a second guitar player. It was just always so much more, you know, beefy and tastier sounding with the extra guitar player. So I know exactly what you mean. Just that rhythm sometimes just fills in so much better live. So it, it does, and you know, I and I come from a, a band, the faction where we had two guitar players, and yeah. and, the, and the power and the energy that you get from that. So I, I was missing that when we first started uh, Urethane. So we we gained that back, and um, so we haven't been able, we haven't had to recycle through um, members. Every member that that had started with this band is is stuck with it, and okay. we. I, I, I wouldn't. I'm not sure if it's luck or or whatnot. I think it's just choice good choices and we found the right members with the right ingredients to form this band. And, and it's just, it's, it just snowballed and it's just moving forward and, and opportunity and opportunity have, 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 have come up, you know, because of all the hard work. And I can say this because our record label <clears throat> who is actually owned by El Jefe from no effects and oh, yeah. Jen, Jen is his ex-wife they've told us that we're probably one of the hardest working bands they've ever worked with. Fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that gives, uh, uh, that gives me the, um, the encouragement of, of the, we're doing the right thing and we're doing it well. So. Yeah. No, and I can definitely see that. I mean, you guys pumped out like, uh, quite a few music videos for the record, you know, where a lot of bands, you know, don't even do that nowadays. And then, uh, yeah. like you said, you guys have been playing nonstop, you know, I see you guys playing on, you know, mad festivals, you know, no matter the size and, uh, to kind of, uh, segue into my next question, you know, the speak on, you know, like the size of shows, you know, no matter what, uh, you were part of the documentary, you know, from four strings, the, uh, I mean, for four wheels, to six strings, how'd you get, uh, you know, about program skate shop, how'd you become, you know, a part of the, uh, documentary there and, you know, how does it feel, you know, going and playing shows there, you know, you know, still to this day um well the fact that we actually played the the, sh the record skate shop uh helped us get into being part of the documentary okay and the the guy actually is who was behind uh making the documentary is an old skate buddy of mine who has an uh, a clothing um, company as well so that was my connection his name is tony brasino hmm. and i stayed with him in the past and then he was in kind of in charge of uh making this documentary happen about program hmm. uh, it was cool i've actually really never played a, um, a record shop before and we played with ignite 
which is yes. <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect, you know? Yeah. And so I just kind of, I, I kind of don't try to like have too many high expectations of what's going to happen. I just kind of just go with the flow and then just accept what, what it is. And, and um, you know, wh- whether you're playing in front of a stadium full of people, a huge um, convention center with a lot of people, a, a, a small club with maybe 50 to a hundred people or a record shop, that has you know 10 20 people you should always put the same performance on you know no No, No definitely you should always uh look like you're having fun and and enjoy what you do and i enjoy playing the songs i enjoy my bandmates and it's just great that we have this connection and these friendships which you know it's pretty amazing because i didn't know these guys at all so i'm like we're forming friendships while we're while we're writing and making songs and being creative and so there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but we're, I think we're mature enough to deal with uh, certain personalities and, and what's expected, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So. That's awesome. I mean, it also gives you guys a good way to feel connected to the music as well, you know, uh, as the friendships, you know, so it's like when you play this stuff, it's not just, you know, like, cause I used to, the band that I mentioned before, like I wrote everything. So it's not like, you know, some of those attachments weren't really there for some of the people. So, uh, yeah. you know, it definitely helped, you know, there was some stuff that we wrote together and it definitely, you know, you could feel the energy, you know, change within everybody, you know, when they have a part in it and stuff. So that's awesome. But. Yeah, I think that, you know, the majority of the songs that were on, on Chasing Horizons were basically songs that Tim wrote by himself, but including different members in the band um, and adding our own flavor to it, it changed them a little bit, but they, he still had the basis of what he wanted to portray and say. Yeah. So by him giving me the um, the ability to be creative, you know, um, and, and add what I what I feel I can add to it, and him, you know, being humble enough to accept those ideas, I think it works well, you know. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And it kind of, uh, well, uh, before we actually segue over into like the horror movies and stuff, is there any other projects or anything like that you'd like to promote or talk about that are in the works? Um. Well, basically in the works is a new album. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so we're working on that and we're working on pretty much write new songs uh, for a record label um, from Europe that's interested in putting it out. And we'll probably end up recording at the same place with the same producer because he did such a great job with the first record. I yeah. feel like he was kind of part of like uh, the fifth member of the band because he really understands how we work. We work really well together. We had fun. And he really brought out the best in all of us. His name is, his name is Cameron Webb from Maple Studios. Hell yeah. In Costa Mesa. So the formula there works for us. So we want to continue with that. And so we have an interest of a label um, in Europe um, wanting to put our next record out. So we're going to focus on that. And, you know, in between that, you know, I have a bunch of other shows lined up. We just got um, put on some shows with Social Distortion, which coming in November. So we're really, really excited about that. We got added to uh, Punk in the Park. Um, that's happening in Southern California. So, like I said, everything that we do is just adding up to the repertoire of what we can say, what we did, and then show like we're a working band and we're willing to go out there and and put on a show for you, you know. So, oh yeah, yeah, that is, 
That's awesome. No, and I know exactly what you mean. I mean, you guys, uh, like you said, right there, it just shows that you guys are, you know, working hard as hell because, you know, you could just be throwing out the album and then just, you know, just keep doing merch drops and selling merch and not doing, you know, not doing shows and stuff. But you guys are really putting in the work. You know, you probably played more shows than any bands, you know, coming out of, um, you know, of course, there's bands that do like nightly, you know, have gone out there and done like full U.S. tours where they're out there playing nightly. So, you know, there are some yeah. bands that are probably topping you. But uh, as far as, you know, uh, coming out, you know, strong you starting out after the pandemic and stuff, you guys have definitely been killing it. So, uh, yeah, we just, that, we so. just took advantage of, of the pandemic and you, the, you know, utilizing the time that we had. And that was a, the creative part of creating this band and, and, and forming these, these songs. Um, now, now that's open, we're doing the work uh, to try to perfect them and also perfect the live performance where it actually looks like we're having a good time and we know what we're doing. So we, we practice twice a week. We practice on Wednesdays and then we practice really early on Saturday mornings. So right. at least, you know, we try to keep that program and that, that consistency going. So we're, we're on point, but you know, when you, when you're playing a lot of shows, it's really hard to, to practice, write new stuff, you know, cause you're so focused on getting a good uh, live performance. So there's going to be a, a time where we're going to need to back off on the shows and just focus on writing. Yeah. You know? So now, the good thing is, is, uh, you know, the wintertime coming up and stuff like that, it makes it hard to travel to certain places and stuff like that. So it always is a good time to, you know, settle down and write and stuff, especially with, uh, like you said, being post pandemic, uh, not only is, you know, bands taking advantage of, you know, using the pandemic to write, but now that the pandemic's starting to slow down, it's like the crowds are itching to get back out there. So it's definitely a good time to get out there and play shows now, you know, and take the time later than to write and stuff. So, but, yeah. And um, we we're in a good spot where, you know, Two of the guys are married. They don't have kids, so they don't have that responsibility. Yeah. Uh, two guys that aren't married do have kids, but they're a lot older. And we have ex, you know, wives to be able to, to take up the slack of watching them. Yeah. You know, and so it, it works well. We, we have a good formula going. And um, like I said, we're just going to take it as far as we can and, and just accept all the opportunities that are put on us we have a booking agent called covert booking who books shows for us i book shows our singer tim book shows dylan or drummer book shows and chad or bass player book shows so we have like five people working this band oh, yeah. you know for opportunities and that's why you see us playing a lot you know it's because we're we're not sitting on our butts waiting for someone to do something for us we're always trying to look for the next move the next opportunity oh yeah that's awesome. No, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, can get some shows on the East Coast this uh, upcoming year or even next year. You know, once the new album's ready to go and stuff like that. So, hell yeah. But uh, so we can uh, jump into the horror movie stuff. Uh, you know, usually my first question is, you know, what was your relationship with them growing up? And, you know, did it change at all as you got older and, you know, just became an adult? Well, I discovered horror movies at a very young age in the early 70s when hmm. Creature Features and the twilight zone and i forgot what what came on after creature features but those were my saturday friday night saturday uh there was bob wilkins um who was a host of creature features up in northern california and he would play all the horror movies and i would stay up by myself trying to watch these things without being afraid <laughs> you know i'd force myself to watch these movies and stuff and to a point where i watched so many of them i got numb to them to the fact like they had to be really scary to to scare me yeah <laughs> you know so uh which was kind of a good thing but then it was kind of like a thing like 
you know, it's like, oh, that, that movie's not scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, it's like, now that it's a jump scares it's, that scare me the most. Yeah. It's more yeah. like, oh, it actually got me because it's like <laughs> of a jump scare. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I'm the same way. I grew up, you know, like it's a, I was horrified of them. But then like now that I've, you know, gotten to be such a fan of them, it's like I'm, I'm more of like, uh, like you said, it's like you learn to just have fun with them instead of get scared of them because it's like it takes so much to scare you at this point. Yeah. So and I was a big fan of uh, Monster Magazine back in the 70s and Fangora. And so it, that stuff interested me just because it was intriguing and it was challenging to watch, you know, um, oh. you know, some some of the old movies, you know, um, like I said, Creature Features really helped me introduce me to sci fi and horror, you know, um, yeah. scary stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, over time, did uh, any of the horror movies ever stand out as like a favorite of all time or maybe, you know, like a few that kind of sit at the top as favorites of all time? Well, I would have to say probably one is one of the scariest horror movies of all time that that, that still is pretty eerie is probably The Exorcist. Hell yeah. Agreed. So that one, when it came out in the 70s, was pretty gnarly. Like the things that were shown, the things that were said, they're pretty believable. Yeah. And, you know, and me being a Christian, I, I do believe in good and evil. And I do believe that that, that, that people can get possessed Mm. Uh, by a, a, a spirit that's not very loving, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, I, I, some of that stuff's real, you know, but then yeah. obviously Hollywood. So they, they kind of spice it up a little bit, you know, with, with uh, things that aren't true. And and that's how Hollywood is. They, they mix truth with, with, with untruths, but it, it makes it exciting to watch, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, you know, the gore and everything. You watch so much of that, then you, you become numb to it. And it's, it doesn't even like affect you anymore. It's like yeah. drinking. I drink so much coffee. It doesn't even affect me anymore. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. I'm drinking a, a a Monster Energy. And at this point, it's like I drink those like people drink like regular cans of soda and stuff. You know what I mean? Just because it's like I like the taste of them. It's not even for energy at this point, but it sucks that they're so unhealthy. <laughs> But I kind of mentioned what you said about The Exorcist, you know, like that's coming up on almost 50 years, you know, like in the next year or two, it'll be hitting 50 years. And it's still like shocks, you know, it's still kind of shocking, you know, just the dialogue alone, you know, and she's like uh, not to be, you know, too offensive or anything, just repeating what the movie <laughs> says. But she's like talking about like fucking her mother, like fucking his mother with like a cross and stuff like that, like yeah. or like all that stuff. It's just like uh, or like she's even like putting a cross down there and stuff like that stuff still to this day is shocking. And it's like movies that came out yesterday can't even shock you as much as that movie 50 years ago. So right. no, it, like you said, it definitely stands the test of time. It's uh, as you might be able to see from my wall, my favorite scream, you know, I got scream shit everywhere, but that's just because of oh. like, you know, it was one of my first horror movies and my attachment to it. But as far yeah. as the, the uh, exorcist goes to me, that's one of the top two or three, like best horror movies just made period, you know, like up there with like maybe the thing and like Rosemary's baby is like top three. The so. thing I really loved. I love, I love the original th- thing that was oh, yeah. a really well-produced movie and and you know uh poltergeist was yeah. another one that was like whoa that was amazing you know so you yeah you're you're making me think of of ones that stand out even like um what was the one where um there was a tr- the trilogy do you remember the trilogy uh series where this guy had this voodoo doll and he got it as a gift and then it came all, like alive and started attacking him. Yeah, I think it's uh, the movie's called it's called Trilogy of Terror, and it's like three really? movies and one. Yeah. Yes. That, oh yeah. That was gnarly. Yeah. Back in the 
Yeah. So obviously Jaws was, was huge for outdoors, the ocean and everything. But, you know, I think the horror movies kind of battled the sci-fi for me. I I was really intrigued with sci-fi. You know, I would rather be a sci-fi, you know, space movie than, than a horror movie, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Is there any of those that uh, stand out as like favorites of all time, you know, like sci-fi films and stuff like that? Because I mean, a lot of times I feel like the uh, fandom kind of sits, you know, like most people that are horror fans kind of at least, you know, are somewhat sci-fi fans for sure. Aliens. Fuck yeah. That was not and not not alien, but aliens, I think yeah. was one of the better ones. Um, Predator as well. You know, obviously Star Wars was was pretty cool when it came out. Shoot, what other ones stand out? Oh, you know, I, I love a lot of the uh, Japanese style sci-fi movies like, you know, Godzilla, oh, yeah. King Kong movies, uh, Ultraman. You know, um, a lot of those were really exciting for me to watch as a kid. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah. Now, I've been uh, trying to I've been kind of getting on a sci-fi kick recently, but like more like the gory, like uh Paul uh, Verhoeven sci-fi, like, you know, Robocop and, uh, you know, even like uh, Terminator 2, you know, which isn't Paul Verhoeven, but, you know, just that more like brutal, like uh, action sci-fi stuff. That's what I like about Aliens is like a lot of people say, like, um, when it comes to Alien and Aliens, it's that's one of those sequels that a lot of people, you know, I feel like it's 50-50. Some people, at least half the people say it's better than the original, which uh, I could definitely I can see it for sure. It's like way more of an action. I feel like the first one's kind of like a slasher with an alien and the second one's like in straight up action film versus like maybe one of the best aliens ever put on screen. So I definitely agree for sure. It's like uh, I feel like you could say Alien is one of the best horror films ever made and Aliens is one of the greatest action action sci-fi films ever made for sure. Yeah. And the comedy that they added to it as well. Yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan of Planet of the Apes. So Planet of the Apes was a a great one. Uh, Also Charlton Heston in Omega Man. Yeah, that was a great one. Dawn of the Dead <laughs> back in the day yeah. for zombie movies, you know. Yeah. So, no, my favorite part of Dawn of the Dead is the guy that's in the uh, blood pressure machine when he gets killed <laughs> by the zombies. And it's like he just for whatever reason, it's like you see all these zombies around and he feels the need to go in the blood pressure machine. You're like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? But, you know what? And then, uh, of course, Omega Man, like you mentioned, a lot of people don't even know that that's what like I Am Legends based off of, you know, the Will Smith movie is, you know, just like a remake of uh, Omega Man and stuff, which is all based off of like a novel or whatever. But of course, you mentioned a bunch of like uh, classic ones that you really enjoy. Uh, has there been any like semi recent ones that you might have uh, enjoyed? And by recent, I just mean like 10 to 15 years, you know, like because uh, with horror, you know, there's like 50 movies that come out a year. It's really hard to keep up with at this point. So not that not that I can really say right now. Um, yeah. I don't- I remember the last horror movie that I've seen recently. Yeah, I nothing comes on the top of my head, you know? <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Some people, uh, I mean, especially like... Uh, Name some ones and I'll tell you if I saw it. If some recent ones. Well, over the past, you know, just like... Uh, like, has there been any, like, big ones over the past few years? Like, did you ever see any of the Rob Zombie ones? Or, like, no. um, did you see... Uh, that's the thing is like with me, like my head floods with like thousands of them because I'm like, well, shit, like the past 20. Like, did you ever see The Ring when uh, they did The Ring remake? Yes, that was scary. Yeah, hell yeah. No, those are some of the movies that really stuck out to me is when Japanese horror started to leak into like American, you know, like they wanted to start making American versions of everything Japanese. And they actually did a good job for the first like two or three of them, you know, with the ring and the grudge. Those two were pretty fucking scary. Yeah, those were scary. And then even the one, the documentary one, remember the documentary one that came out with the girl in the forest at the end? Oh, uh, Blair Witch? Blair Witch. That was pretty, that was pretty amazing. No, hell yeah. They're still trying to like yeah. find ways to like <laughs> capture that magic again. You know, like there's like yeah. even talking about now Lionsgate doing a new Blair Witch and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, there was another one that just came out where the um, I think somebody goes to go see their their grandparents they never saw, but then they end up turning they're not their grandparents at all. Oh, the they, uh, the visit, the visit. Yeah, <laughs> so good. That's one that was like uh, it was horror, but it had like dark comedy sprinkled in, like that yeah. made it funny. Like when he shoves a shitty diaper in his face, <laughs> <He's good. laughs> like uh, no, I love that movie. That was uh, in my Shyamalan. I thought that was really good. That was uh. Yeah. One of I feel like at that point people were either like that was one of those movies that like point people that only liked him really watched it so like mm-hmm. didn't get as much like attention but it was probably one of his best films at the time for sure. Yeah, that was good. That was a really good twist. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll start popping up, you know. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And then uh, back into the show, I have like a few hypothetical questions that kind of mix like music and movies and stuff like that. And then I have one question I like to ask all my guests to end it. So we can start hopping into the, into those. And then if you think of any movies that you just want to shout out, feel free to, you know, just shout them out. So my first one being is uh, if somebody approached you and the uh, guys in your thing and, you know, wanted to make a music video for you guys. And, uh, you know, of course, because you guys have already made like, you know, quite a handful of them. You don't have to pick a song or anything like that. Just, you know, like hypothetical song or whatever. But uh, if somebody wanted to make a music video for you guys and they wanted to make it into a short film remake of one of your favorite horror movies, uh, just featuring you and the guys in the band, what movie would you choose and how would you remake it into a music video? And um, I know we talked about Aliens being like a horror sci-fi, but if Aliens is an option that you'd want to go with, that's a, uh, I feel like yeah. that's close enough to horror for sure. Man, I, I would really have to uh, dissect the song and the lyrics um, to figure out what would actually, it. Tim, that's Tim's department, yeah. you know? So I would have to really look at the song to um, actually figure out what what kind of um, subject matter that would go and that would make it a sci-fi, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we have any scary, gory, like, type songs that are, that are you know, death and destruction. <laughs> yeah. Might um, do more like a... Uh, <laughs> if you're sure. gonna, go ahead, sorry. No, I'm just not sure if one of our songs would fit in... In, in that kind of category i don't i don't know because i'd have to really think about that i, I wish i would have knew that question before and then i could really analyze the the album and say oh yeah that's this song would be perfect for that you know yeah now uh you might have to do one of those like ironic ones where it's like uh have you ever seen the uh you ever heard of the band the menzingers yes they um they have that song uh, i don't want to be an asshole anymore and it's all about jason Voorhees not wanting to kill people anymore oh <laughs> like, okay has, you know do shit like that but uh that's one of my favorite videos just because you know like the take on it so you know funny but yeah but no yeah yeah i mean it would be fun i guess it would be funny to like maybe do like a remake of like a planet of the apes because oh, i'm yeah. a huge fan of that so that would be kind of cool to maybe do a music video with with that kind of like with the makeup and everything and and something that has to do with planet of the apes you know you all get to you each get to create your own like little ape character but then also <laughs> play like a live set as those characters and shit that'd be pretty yeah. good for sure. but, hell yeah but uh and then uh, my second one being is uh somebody approached you guys and you know just asked you if you would like to you know either you as a you know by yourself or you know you with the guys in the band or you know you and just a buddy that you know might have uh history with it uh if somebody approached you and asked you if you'd like to score a horror movie and or you know maybe write the theme song for a horror movie would that is that something that you'd be interested in and if so what kind of horror movie would you choose i know that's not usually given it as an option but if so you know would you like to do a slasher or sci-fi or um i don't know i, I play a lot of uh, stuff on piano hell yeah yeah so anything that that would go like maybe in the beginning or you know or whatever anything that would would match some of the piano stuff that I, I play. Yeah, obviously um, it would be fun actually seeing, watching a scene 
and say, hey, you need to write some music over this. Um, I've never done that, but mm. I feel up with, uh, because I, I am familiar with horror movies and, and, and the way things sound, that I probably could come up with something similar to that works well with the scene, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. No, and yeah. Uh, definitely using like a piano and stuff like that, it'd be nice to see something like a, maybe a ghost story, you know, like uh, the classic movie, The Changeling with George C. Scott. I don't know if you ever saw that, but uh, like that, or even The Ring, you know, The Ring had some nice, you know, soft piano in it, you know, that was very eerie and shit like that. So Yeah. But hell yeah. And then you can throw some pedals on the guitar to put, you know, some background behind it. And there you go. <laughs> but... but I think piano works really well when, you, when, you, when you're trying to, um, th- that or like organ, you know, organs or something. Yeah. You know. No. No, a lot of times either that or the, you know, the knowledge of pianos, you know, once you go to synthesizers and all that shit definitely helps for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we, um, when I used to be in this band called the faction, we, we wrote like, so that had a song called corpse in disguise. Oh yeah. yeah. So that one would have been a perfect one to do a horror, you know, yeah. um, because that song, you know, I talked about, you know, I am a corpse in disguise, you know? So yeah, that would that would actually that would have worked out for something that you know. But we also there was this uh, one line that I did with the lead that kind of uh, sounded like um, Halloween. You know. Yeah. Hell yeah. So we wrote something like that in um, the faction back in the day in the early eighties. Yeah. So, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you could definitely go a few ways with the uh, like you said, corpse in disguise. You could go like kind of like a blade, but with zombies, you know, where it's like zombie versus zombie, or you could go like yeah. you know, kind of warm hearted and comedy, you know, with the uh, I don't know if you ever heard of that movie, Warm Bodies, that came out a few years ago, but it's supposed, it was like a pretty much a movie about zombies, but one of the zombies still had like his mental state kind of pretty much. So yeah. he was like falling in love with a uh, like a human girl, but the whole time they were like in the middle of a zombie apocalypse and shit <laughs> like that. So it was like uh, and, comedy, yeah. So it was like, oh, uh, yeah, they kind of reminded me of that movie. Uh, I don't know if you heard of this one, but my boyfriend's back from back in the day where the guy like dies and comes back and she starts like feeding him like people to keep him alive. It's like no. very it was very um, uh, it was like one of uh, shit. What's his name? He passed away. Philip Seymour Hoffman's first movies uh, okay. and shit like that. And it was like a super like high school comedy. It felt like, you know, like those movies better off dead and dazed and confused and stuff like that. Just was like a zombie yeah. aspect added on top of it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like that, like intrigued with horror movies where I'd go like, okay, I've seen all the horror movies, like we're now let's watch the horror B movies. Yeah, you know? no, that's, <laughs> no, that's no, actually that's what I think I only know because uh, my mom happened to be a fan of it because it was more comedy than horror. So that's one that like you know like, you always have those weird ones that like a lot of people don't know, but your parents really knew, so you like know them like. To you, they're like you think everybody would know them that much, but like then yeah. you're like, oh shit, I guess nobody knows this movie. Most, my mom <laughs> loved it. That's funny. But hell yeah. So um, my final question that I like to ask everybody is, um, do you have a horror story of your own? And you know, it could be from anything. You know, years of um, you know, being in one of the bands, and you know, and being on the road, and just something going crazy, or you know, just like a um something scary happening. You know, while on tour, you know, skateboarding, or you know while filming apart or even just you know something that was scary as shit that happened to you in your personal life and you if you believe in the paranormal you're more than welcome to share you know a story like that if you have one to be honest with you i haven't really dealt with that you know as far as like a ghost like i don't i don't really like believe in that stuff as yeah. far as ghosts so maybe that's why i haven't really experienced that kind of reality and so that's why i yeah like i said i, I haven't had had any confrontation yeah. In that, and so I don't. My mind doesn't go there. But horror, um, shoot, like 
well, obviously, you know, gotten hurt lots of times skateboarding and, and, and cut myself and bleeding, you yeah. know? There. So if you're, if you, if you're asking, have I ever shed blood and there's blood on the ground, of course, yeah. <laughs> not that someone came and tried to stab me while I was skating and, you know, or <laughs> hey, there's yeah. been guys on uh, that's been that's been a horror story before. Is a guy was on tour with a band and he just went to an ATM and got held up a knife point literally just because. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't had any really traumatic experiences with that. I would call like uh, horrific. Yeah, uh, something you know. So um, yeah, I'd have to really think really hard about that. But yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would. It, I've been on stage playing like I played a show in Washington. Uh, with the faction in 1985 and I had just cut my knee open. I had 24 stitches in my knee and I had a knee brace and I had a guy come up on stage and he, I, I thought he was going to come up on stage and, and kind of like thrash a little bit and then jump off. But he came up and just pushed me back into the back of my amp, which I fell back into it. I wouldn't call that like a horror thing, but it was an incident that happened on stage. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, what? what's going on here why did he just do that yeah <laughs> you know so and then as he was gonna go jump and stage stage dive our bass player took his bass and hit him on the head <laughs> you know as he's jumping in so maybe he had the, the more horror experience he's just limp as he <laughs> oh, had halfway in the head <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but shit i mean that's what you get though you know like uh that's one thing about punk and hardcore is like you know people let you on stage you know to do your thing it's like once you start to fuck with them it's like you've uh, broken the rules you know you cross the line to things so. <laughs> oh yeah no i know what you mean though it's not really a horror story but when it's happening in the moment you never know you know what i mean you kind of get scared you know you it, it, like in your mind you know like you think of some horrific shit that could happen you know what i mean especially like once he pushed you the first time you're like fuck you know if you already your knees already fucked up you're like if this shit pops again while i'm in the middle of trying to play <laughs> like, yeah but I, I, you know, I don't ever doubt that it can happen because, you know, people yeah. get very creative and obviously a lot of do, a lot of horror movies and a lot of things that are promoted and, and soaked in give people ideas to do certain things to people, you know, yeah, very sadly. So obviously, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put it past anyone doing something horrific, you know, to anyone. Yeah. And then you always have the infamous, you know, down back Daryl moment. That's always, you know, just always in cemented in every guitar player's head when they're on stage type thing. You know, yeah. like, just the one guy that wants to try to be the next famous person for murdering somebody, you know, in that way or whatever. But yeah, but, I'm glad I haven't had to experience that for sure, because. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't want to be in someone's shoes that has to deal with that trauma. You know, right. yeah, no, that too. The whole crowd just watch it. Yeah. But. Well, I appreciate you for uh, coming on the show, man, and, you know, sharing everything with me. Is there anything uh, else that you, you know, want to remind the people about or let them know uh, that we might have chatted about earlier that you want to remind them about before I let you go? Um, you know, uh, just thanks for tuning in. You know, I'm still trying to continue to skate as long as I can and, and you know, without being hurt because being hurt is part of being a skateboarder or being a mountain biker or dirt bike rider. The things that we do are pretty dangerous, you know, um, so trying to avoid injury and try to progress and stay at that, that level that we were when we were younger is, is tough. It's, it's a lot of work. So um, that's what I catch myself doing. Um, I also an artist, so I also like to like to draw and be creative that way. And, and so hopefully, you know, just follow if you, if you're interested in what I do, just follow me on Steve Caballero at Instagram or your thing, music underscore music. 
um, to, to see what kind of music we're doing. And um, yeah, just thanks for chiming in. And I appreciate hearing my views on scary movies and rock and roll. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I, I appreciate you for taking the time out. And, you know, I really enjoyed the new record and I can't wait to hear some uh, new stuff once it drops. All right. Appreciate it, Tim. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as we're coming up on our final episode of the month, which means it'll be our news and reviews episode featuring my buddies John Wren and Travis Bennington as we're going to be diving into some recent headlines and horror news as well as some of the recent horror films we've seen as well. So make sure you check back next Tuesday for that. Go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by signing up for the Trash Mouth Horror Club. It's only $2 a month, and you'll get some stickers in the mail, a shout-out on a future episode, and a couple more perks as well. So check that out. The link is in the description. Thank you guys again so much, and stay safe.